Well, hello there, friend. I hope this podcast recording finds you well. Maybe like me, you enjoy listening to podcasts whilst on a walk or whilst driving or perhaps even whilst cooking. (laughs) Well, today's episode is a delicious three-part series because I have had the pleasure to chat to the very beautiful Rosie Nerney, who I believe is an incredible teacher, healer, and transformative coach. Her speciality, though, is helping people to heal from trauma. And in my opinion, what really qualifies her as a thought leader in this area is her very own life experience. Rosie has literally had to climb out of thick mud to overcome many challenging and traumatic moments in her life. And I find her to be someone I consider a lighthouse, a true inspiration and an example of what being resilient looks like. So naturally, I wanted to share her story with you and share the powerful techniques that she has used and learnt for how to overcome trauma and most importantly, help ourselves to understand trauma and how it works within the body. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. host Anna Pereira and I am a self-taught investor, money strategist and I am the boss of my money. I'm here to help you make sense of money using easy and simple language so you can feel empowered and confident to make money work for you. Hi, Rosie, and welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast. I am so, so excited for for this call um, today because I know that I, in my inbox, (laughs) both on Instagram and on my email, I always get lots of people commenting and, you know, mentioning about how they're so worried about with what's happening in the world right now, what they're seeing on social media. that sort of fear of, you know, what, you know, inflation's getting out of control and all that sort of jazz. And, you know, I really wanted to talk to you, of course, about this stuff because I feel like you're such a, a, a lighthouse. You know, I know I've, I've said this to you before, like, but I really do feel like everything that you've, you know, experienced the past year and probably even more so, like I only really know a, such a small amount of your story, um, but you've been through a lot in the past 12 months with everything that's kind of happened in Australia with the floods. Um, and I've mentioned that, of course, earlier on as, as I introduced uh, this, this podcast today. Um, but yeah, could you perhaps share with us a little bit about that experience, if that's okay, and what the past 12 months has been like for you? Thank you for having me here. <laughs> You know what? I so this year, 2022, I'm 36. And I spent 2021 thinking I was 36 the whole year. I don't know. It just happens sometimes when you get older, you just forget how old you are. <laughs> and well, I mean, look, it happens to me. Hopefully, someone else listening to this can relate. So anyway, I told everyone last year that I was 36. And then when it was my birthday this year, I was like, I'm 37. And then my kids were like, no, 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 you're you're 36, mum. And my sister was like, no, you're 36. I was like, 
oh my God, but I've already done 36. So I feel like this year is like void <laughs> because I've already, because I've already done it. And I just think it's funny that in my head, I'd already decided that I'd already done 36. And so then this year was like, well, we're going to make 36 amazing for you. We're going to make it a year that you truly don't, uh, don't forget. So my year this year, there are some things that I can't share publicly, uh, but it started with a massive natural disaster in February. Uh, I was living, we'd only just moved, we'd relocated to the Northern Rivers region in far north uh, New South Wales. And we're living, we've got this house on the back of the river, which I was assured didn't have massive flood problems because they'd done a lot of work in the backyard. So anyway, uh, we ended up waist deep in water. So we lost both our cars. We lost half of our possessions. We, it was, of course, the floods came the day that I, the day before I did grocery shopping. So we didn't have much food in the house for four days. We didn't have power for four or five days, surrounded by water. Uh, then all the mud and everything, sludge and everything after that, then trying to figure out food for four kids because I have four daughters. Uh, it was probably one of the most horrendous experiences of my entire life. It was so, uh, so, so, so horrific. Uh, and I will, I will share this, but I won't go into the detail of it. But what most people don't know is that at the same time that the floods were happening, I was actually a, literally two days before the floods, I was a witness on a stand for a criminal trial uh, where a really horrible thing had happened to a family member of mine. Uh, and so I was being drilled by a defence uh, attorney two days before the floods Gosh. and then while I was shoveling mud uh, that's when they called me to let me know what the verdict was um, and and the they were convicted um, but so that has been a four-year process so that was all coming to a head so I had massive anxiety leading up to that process uh, as it was then I got home from the trial and then I was on flood watch then the floods went away and then they came back again and they just came in so fast and so then after that then we have the massive cleanup process and I was still trying to work the whole time that this was happening so I'm a coach I haven't I work online and I just just launched a group program which I had all my marketing and everything planned for and then I had no power <laughs> for like five days and I have no food and I've got all of this. And so I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I've got people that have bought this program. And so anyway, thankfully, very kind people. They were all very understanding. But I, I couldn't go through with everything that I wanted to for that program because of everything that happened around me. Uh, so then the owners of the house that we were in said, we want to gut it and make it flood proof. So we're giving you 30 days notice. Gosh, and then you have to move so then out. we're like, okay, now we need to move out uh, with all of our boxes and muddy stuff. 
Uh, we need to move out along with 11,000 other people that lost their homes. And the lovely landlords in the region decided to put all the rents up $300 a week after the floods because so many people were looking for rental properties. I was watching the market and it was just insane to watch that and to see how totally effortlessly people were willing to capitalise on so many other people's suffering. Anyway, uh, so then we moved uh, and then we settled into the house and I, so at, at that point when we were moving, we get into the house, I was still trying to do my work stuff and I just felt myself not showing up probably, couldn't show up consistently. I was, I couldn't get ideas. I was just so burnt out from everything that had happened. And so I tapped out of work for three months. I knew I was going to take a financial hit when I did that. But if I kept going, I was just in such a bad place within myself. Uh, and so then we had, I, I started to like feel good probably after about, about seven weeks. I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better now. I think I'm going to be okay. I think I might be able to come back onto marketing now and, and, and my business. Now, when I took time off, I mean, I was out. I was not on social media. I, anyone, anything in my life that triggered me, I removed it. I could not have, because my nervous system was fried. I was so traumatized by what I'd been through during the floods, but also the experience uh, around what the trial was about. The trauma for the for all of that period of time, plus the acute trauma from the floods, I was just so fried. I just had to had to stop everything. Um, and I completed my um, it's a life coaching certification. I wanted to get International Coaching Federation certified just because I I really want to aligning with ethics and values is really really important to me because there's a lot of you know coaches yeah. out there yeah. um and there's no regulation of it which you know i get that there's regulators out there that screw everything up <laughs> um but also there are people that take advantage of situations yeah. when they're not regulated as well so you know it's that pendulum swing right and so it's me and my values and i just i really wanted to align with something that reflected where I stood ethically uh, and the International Coaching Federation has really high requirements to be certified through them. So I was doing that course and part of the course I was doing was a trauma-informed um, uh, module in it. And after I completed that, I was just like, holy shit, this is why I have been so stuck for so long. This is why so many other people get so stuck. So I have been working with women heavily over the last six, seven years. And all the women that I've worked with, there was this point that they would get to in relation to, you know, goal setting and manifesting and wanting to like bring all of their things into fruition. And then they'd just stop. There'd be this stuck point. And it didn't matter how much I coached them or worked with them or did mindset things with them, just couldn't move past it. And I got really frustrated with it because I was like, why why can't I it doesn't matter what I'm doing this worked for me why isn't it working for them and it wasn't until I'd gone through this experience and been stuck myself yeah. that and then did the trauma-informed training that I was like holy shit I know what's going on with everyone now I knew what was going on with me which is why I took the time off 
when I was thinking about coming back, we had a death in our family, a very substantial uh, death. And I was just like, I can't, I can't. Like, I was like, oh my God, can I just get a month? Can I just have a month where there isn't some traumatic event to navigate this year? Please. Yeah. Um, and so August was the first month of this year where there wasn't some kind of event that I had to navigate. And um, yeah. And so then I came back online and started like picking up my marketing and everything uh, since then. But the key for me, was understanding how trauma works, understanding the nervous system and knowing what I needed to do to regulate it, to to fix it. And once I did that, then my ability to dream and goal set all came back online. And so then I've been able to move forward. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Like if if there's ever been a year of resilience building, (laughs) I'm pretty sure you can attest to to your resilience that you've had. This is this is the year, you know. And then you've got you know the world. The world, yeah. This is not even like oh, don't even worry about what's happening in you know Ukraine or you know China or any other Uzbekistan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's because that's I think where you know a lot of people sometimes get stuck, isn't it? Is that they that they just keep looking at what's happening on the outside world and realizing when they've and forgetting that worry about your own world you know worry about what's what's going on in your own world because focusing on the outside Remember, world is too much sometimes oh, when I, well, well I mean this is the thing when when you're in really acute traumatic situations yeah. the outside world just disappears because mm. you can't be out there like you have to be where you are in that moment the problem though is as that as the situation shifts and it's not happening to you directly anymore you can use the outside world as a, as a distraction yeah like, it can be used as a way to numb or disassociate or to project or, you know, when you focus on other people's problems or whatever's going on, then you don't have to look at what's going on with yourself. Yeah. Well, so. And so what would you say was what grounded you throughout all of those, throughout each month, you know, like what did you, what did you cling on to to be able to just be like, okay, tomorrow's another day? The sun goes up again tomorrow. Uh, the first few months I was not there at all. It was survival mode. And that if, if you're ever in a situation where there has been, you know, a natural disaster or or any kind of trauma for that matter in relation, like personal trauma, um, if you're ever in that situation while it's happening, you your body will literally be in survival mode. There'll be no grounding. There'll be no affirmations. None of that shit's going to work, right? Your body will just take over and you will be operating off your survival nervous system, right? That'll be it. So then it's like once that stops, then how do you ground yourself after that? So for me, it wasn't until I fully understood what was happening within my body and my nervous system that I could figure out how to ground myself. So the number one thing is if you have got a lot of things in your life that are triggering you, remove them. Like the thing that grounded me was getting rid of everything that pissed me off, everything that that was triggering me. Like social media is a huge thing. If it didn't make me feel good, it didn't get into my space. And I was like a, like, like a, what do you call them? Like a safe. In- yeah, yeah. 
election that there was like a fort around me if you did not raise my vibration if you did not make me feel good you literally could not get in i put up the biggest barriers around me and even like even some of my friends who i love so much but sometimes like they're super successful in business and i'll look some of their stuff not because of anything they're doing but it might trigger something in me and i'm like oh my god i should be doing more so i was just like yeah. i just silenced them on my yeah. social media because i just couldn't i couldn't allow anything into my space that triggered me and as soon as i got rid of my rid of my triggers then i could ground and then i was like okay Hey, what makes me feel good? And so I started connecting back to things that make me feel really good when I was a little girl. So the music that my mom listened to when I was growing up, she that she used to have playing. While everyone else grew up in the 80s, I was growing up in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> because that's all my mom yeah. had around me. Like it was Broadway music in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. So I just put all of that on when I was in the car and I just like transported myself to all of those places where I felt really good and really joyful. And the more I connected to those feelings, the more I started to come back to myself. But I knew that I had to do that. But honestly, removing your triggers is yeah. if, oh yeah, huge. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. Yeah. How do you think, because sometimes I feel like people don't even rec- recognize their triggers they're just on that, they're just so stuck in that, um, in that fight or flight. And they say, they almost like stay stuck in that, you know, you know, woe is me. And, you know, the world is out to get me and everything bad that it's happening in the world is happening to me. And everyone else is just, you know, very lucky or very privileged to not have this happen. But like you said, like you were in an area where there was 11,000 other people that were pretty much and 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 homeless. a lot of and worse yeah like there were so many people that essentially became homeless overnight mm-hmm. because of the floods and because of what happened up there um and then to have it happen almost like twice you know to for it to go through from one month and then was it what three yeah, months later like four weeks yeah four weeks after the first flood the second one came i i took off that time i packed everything up we moved everything that we had left to high ground and i just booked an airbnb and i said get in the car we're going i'm sticking around for round two yeah no and then we all got covid you did oh second flood was happening oh man oh oh and how how do you how did you find like because i feel like as the mum and as the dad as well but i feel like more so in my family it's like I, I know I'm sometimes the rock, you know, that kind of binds the family together. And I feel like perhaps you're a bit like that too. Like how were you able to, I feel like it's so hard to, like, to try and show up for yourself, but then you're not just showing up for yourself. You're showing up for the rest, you know, for the girls, for your husband, for all of you together. It's kind of like you can't sort of sit and wallow too long because you're like, well, i got four girls to feed and i got to get this stuff done. Well, I think honestly it's, it's a decision not to want to do that either so i don't i don't want to wallow i don't like how it makes me feel so you said before what like how can you know how to get out of that wallowing state when you you know woe is me the world's against me all that kind of stuff you you will never get the answers in your head yeah it will not come out of your mouth it is not something that you can see the way you get out of it or the way you know what your triggers are and the way you show up best for your family and all that kind of stuff is in your body. It's how you feel. 
So when you're thinking of things in your life, how does it make you feel? When you look at someone on social media, do they make you feel joyful? Do they make you feel inspired? Do they make you feel empowered? Or do you get off them and you just like, right, I just want to go and fight someone because they've told me this information and now I feel shit about this and I want to go and like tell someone that they're wrong because I'm right. That's a trigger, yeah. Yeah. right? You're, you're, the answers for everything you're looking for in relation to your triggers are in your body. You either, they either make you feel really good or they make or, or they don't. It's, it's black and white. It is very, very simple. So being really, really consciously aware of how basically things make you feel and then recognizing um, because, yeah, I'm very much like you as well in the sense that I practice that when even if it's, you know, someone who I really admire on social media, but if I feel triggered by what's happening in their world and it starts to then reflect back because, you know, every I think everyone that we come across is always ultimately a mirror or a, some sort of a reflection back on ourselves for what we ultimately need to heal within us. Sometimes, yeah, it's those people that we can absolutely have enormous respect for, but we, it's, it's, you know, it is important to be able to notice that, oh, well, just because I'm disconnecting away from them doesn't mean I don't like them anymore. It just means that I'm acknowledging that I'm feeling a strong emotion right now about mm-hmm. it. And, you know, to, to, to continuously give energy to it is just to keep feeding that emotion and then just and then have have that emotion take over you and then ultimately you know I I love Abraham Hicks so I'm a you know a huge advocate for for everything that um the, the teachings of Abraham and it's like you know the more we kind of focus on it the bigger we start to attract more of that into our experience more into that into our environment so yeah I I love that um that you say that, you know, being really conscious of how it feels and how it feels in your body. Because again, we're not taught any of this stuff, you know, very much like money stuff and, and, and health and nutrition. Recognizing our emotions is definitely something that we are not taught enough. Oh, it's so deliberate. Like we Absolutely. try to break on that before. It is so, so deliberate. When you actually understand the way your body works, the way your nervous system works, the state that you need to have your body in to be able to dream goal set actually think about what you want the state that the world trains you to be in is the complete opposite of that yeah the world the system is designed to keep you in fight or flight that's it yeah it's it's depending on your income level you'll have a certain degree of um you might be in a a first class fight or flight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you're still in that you're still in that trap right if you follow the system because everything the marketing the news the even the way you know health schools all that kind of stuff the whole system is designed so that you are dysregulated because when you are dysregulated you are incredibly easy to manipulate yeah so easy to for someone who knows what they're doing which and this is the thing when you for me, like I've studied NLP, like NLP is all about persuasive language. It's all about changing perspectives and changing your language to get a certain result for people, which is a superpower. You can use it in a really good way or you can use it in a really manipulative way. And when I learned it, I went and watched the news after, like didn't watch the news, but it was on. And I just looked at it and I was like, oh my God, they're doing it. Politicians do it. Lawyers do it. It's just 
everywhere. I'm so glad I understand it now because as soon as I hear it, I can pick it up like that. Yes. Oh, I know where you're going. I know what you're doing. Like sit back down. Um, but the majority of people don't study NLP yeah. uh, and don't understand the nervous system. So they're just so easily uh, manipulated. And from that state, you'll never, ever create or even know the life that you want ever have to get your body back into a state you have to be in touch with your body Mm. like not in a you know grotesque sexual just awareness just that awareness of you know actually acknowledging you know like where is that emotion where do I feel that like I know that when I sometimes talk on social media like on Instagram stories like my my voice literally feels like I'm someone is squeezing my throat you know, and I'm like, I want to be able to do this. Like, I want to have the courage to do this. But I feel like someone is literally got a hand around my neck and squeezing my, my pipes, <laughs> right? So it's like acknowledging where it is that you're feeling that energy that's stuck perhaps um, or where yeah. it's just, yeah, holding you holding you back. And that, um, like, really doesn't have to be a thing. Like so many people, and look, this so happens in the coaching spiritual world as well, my god there's a block there's a block you need to Mm. fix this a course you need to blah 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 actually yeah all you need to do is notice it and then have some really simple tools to just help you move through it the thing that our emotions want is to be felt that's it yeah they just want to be felt emotion comes from the i think it's greek or latin words energy in motion right it just needs to be felt and released and emotion actually only lasts for 90 seconds anything after that is an attachment to a story that you've created oh i like that i know right so all you have to do is feel it and when i say attachment to a story that you've created that could be experiences from your childhood that you've suppressed and you've suppressed and you've suppressed and you've suppressed and you feel that emotion as an adult and it opens the door and the emotion's like oh quick I need 500 experiences let's go let's go out the door out the door and so you have finished the experience but you're still feeling the emotion because you've suppressed it 50 million times when you were growing up all it needs to do is to be felt and then for to be safely released that's it not all the feelings are comfortable as we know but they just need to be felt. So that's why breath work is phenomenal. Like I did a yoga class yesterday. It was a Hatha yoga mm. class where they do, oh, I'm going to say it wrong, Burke something, Burke 10 yoga or Burke, Bikram, Bikram, Bikram. yoga. Bikram oh, yeah. yoga. that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, right? And so all this breath work in it. And I was lying there at the end and I was just feeling really emotional and I was a bit teary and mm. I was lying there and my brain our minds right my brain started to try and make sense I wonder why I'm feeling sad I wonder where these tears are coming from and then because I know what I know now I just went I don't need to know I just all I need to know is that this feeling is happening in my body right now and I'm just going to keep taking some deep breaths until it's released and it was gone and I walked out of that class riding on a high so much energy feeling so good stayed up really late last night because I couldn't go to sleep because I had so much energy (laughs) right so it's we don't need to make sense of everything we just need to understand it's an experience that's happening within the body and how can I release it safely so breath work tapping um just conscious not even full breath work but just like conscious breathing just closing your eyes and visualizing it leaving um there's so many different ways that you can do it but just having the 
awareness around it that I don't have to make sense of it. I don't even have to understand it. I just need, all I need to know is that it's a feeling that's trying to get out. How can I help it leave? Right. And that's, that's good feelings as well. Then nothing's permanent. Yeah. And it's simple, but it's still something that I know so many people struggle to commit to do on a regular basis. (laughs) Yeah. You know, choose your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. choose hard because yeah. feeling like shit and suppressing emotions. That's hard to. What, what do you want to commit to? Do you yeah. want to commit to the suppression of your emotions? Yeah. Do you want to commit to that kind of stuff dictating your life or do you want to commit to freeing yourself from yeah. it? You commit either way, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, so many people want to change their lives but they're just perhaps not willing to actually make a change in their lives. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, like it's, just, it's yeah. make a choice and that can come across and I don't mean if anyone has been through a really traumatic situation someone's saying that to you because a very expensive coach did say that to me while I was in the middle of all of the shit that I was in just and he said to me you know you just need to rise above you just need to make a choice and rise above and I was like I am frozen I can't do shit like I you, you're not hearing me I can't move right now so if you're if you are actually in a completely dysregulated state, someone saying to you, just make a choice is not going to be helpful at all, right? Because at the moment, your choice is survive. Yeah. So step one is understand where your nervous system is at. And then step two, once you do that, regulate it and then make a choice. Yeah. Regulate choice, regulate choice. Like with everything, just if you take nothing else out of this, Regulate choice. How do I regulate myself before you make a purchase? Yeah. You have a conversation before you do anything. Regulate and then make a choice. Yeah. Love that. Oh, this is where I know that, you know, we we sort of said off before we started recording that I wanted to turn this into more of a three-part series because there is something, there is so much to take take into, take into account. Um, like I want to talk more about like sleep and how important that is and how perhaps important that was um, to, to regulate that, to regulate, you know, our nervous nervous interest system. Um, so let's kind of um, keep, keep uh, you know, episode one here. And for anyone that obviously isn't following Rosie already on Instagram, please do yourself a favor and go over to her page. Um, she has so many incredible videos um, that show you exactly, you know, how to use um, tapping, the tapping. And yeah, tapping the, is the breath work. There's a vagus nerve massage there. There's more stuff coming. I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm on it. exactly. No, it's so good. And I think it's so important for people just to understand how to use these tools. Um, your podcast as well is one that I'm really, really enjoying. And I know so many other people uh, are enjoying as well, which is why I shared it a couple of weeks ago on my own Instagram. And so if you haven't already, do yourself a favor, go and listen to it. I love even just the title, No Small Talk, because that's something that I'm just so over and done with. Um, just having these small conversations that, you know, are kind of like, oh, you know, what's happening with the weather and what's happening with little Susie and Bobby, you know? (laughs) Like I want to have incredible conversations with people and I love that I can do that with you. So thank you so much for being here today. And we're definitely going to come back and we're going to continue more more on this topic and more on this um, type of conversations. Cool. And then maybe maybe you can come and do that online. Absolutely. I would love to. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Rosie. And we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Anna.